Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Jaron Vecchio. And joining me over the phone is the superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District, George McWiggin. Uh, George, how are you doing today? I'm great. Jaron, how about yourself? I can't complain. It's uh, it's Thursday. It's almost the weekend, so it's uh, definitely a fun time. But uh, we're here to talk about every kid's favorite subject, back to school and uh, obviously that's just a few days away I believe it's about uh, I'm trying to do my math in my head here just under two weeks away so I'm sorry kids I know the summer's fun but uh, school can be fun too so uh, George uh, again just under two weeks away uh, what can you share with us right now what's what's going on in uh, the district I guess to prepare for uh, back to school well our, our schools are all busy Jared, as you as you say getting our schools prepped and ready. The, the first thing is a shout out to all our maintenance and caretaking staff for the incredible job they do every summer, uh, cleaning the schools, getting them all ready. Uh, visited some schools here today already and the schools are spotless. I mean, you can eat off the floors. Uh, they're so shiny. You can, you, can clean, you can check your hair off the floor. They're so shiny. They're, glow coming off them but uh, on, on the more academic note uh, our staff are back our teachers are back and excited uh, always uh, just like the students we we can't wait to welcome our students back in to see us and get that uh, sense of community going again and we're really hoping and praying for a successful school year that's one that's certainly more normal than what we've had in, in the past um, uh, so uh, that's kind of where we are right now. Our staggered entry uh, will begin next Tuesday, uh, where we have different grades in at a time just to get people uh, used to being back in school again. Mm -hmm. and because we're still in COVID, so we want to review all the protocols and everything with, with uh, students in a kind of a calm and relaxed manner. And it also gives the teachers a, a chance, especially our new teachers, uh, to get to know the lay of the land, start to build relationships, everybody with their with their new kiddos that they have in their classrooms and etc. So uh, we, that's always an exciting time for us. Uh, yesterday we had a we had uh, a professional development day with with our teachers, and we welcomed back a, a graduate of our school system, Lori McIntosh, uh, who came and delivered just an, an inspiring message about kindness and, and, and living the vocation of being a, an educator in, in the school system. Uh, so very heartwarming. Uh, she works directly. She did a book with Dr. Jody Carrington on teachers these days. Uh, you might remember she was on the Ellen, Ellen show a couple of times and, and so uh, she's doing quite well and it was exceptional to have her return to us. Very heartwarming. For sure. That sounds great. One of the things I remember um, Obviously, it came to my mind when I was in school, 
because I was in the summer, you know, you got to think about all the time, the, you know, the, the time you have left to do everything you want to do. But when I got back into school, I always wondered, and I'm like, the last few weeks of summer, what did the teachers do? And I know that the teachers are back now. They had a great presentation from Lori. Um, can you kind of just give us maybe a, a more of a detailed breakdown, like in these last couple of weeks, what are teachers exactly doing at the schools now? Uh, at right now or over the over before before they returned i guess right now i'm assuming yeah just uh, over the last uh, they got to celebrate the the holiday as well but uh, the, you know the last i guess right now and heading into uh you know the start of the actual school year sure i mean i think one of the popular misconceptions that uh, people will have is that when the summer comes and school is out our teachers walk away, put their feet up, and they, and they don't they don't do anything. Uh, that's not that's not really the case. Uh, our teachers are very dedicated, and they they see what they're doing certainly as a vocation, uh, being a Catholic school educator. So many of them uh, take courses in the summer. Uh, many of them sit around when they're vacationing. And they have their laptops out and they're planning and they're researching new resources and things in preparation for when they do return officially. And now that they're back in as of yesterday, they're already busy in their classrooms today uh, and uh, as school staffs meeting and reviewing all the protocols and all the necessary organizational things that have to get done. Uh, we've set up a good schedule of a balance between professional development activities for our teachers on a number of different areas with the opportunity too for them to have time in their classrooms getting it setting, getting and everything set up and get those lesson plans going, their long-range plans, and preparing to welcome back the students that we care very much about. Okay. And I know heading into every school year for the Catholic uh, District, uh, a big, uh, I guess, uh, moment is usually your opening Mass, and that's happening next Friday, is that correct? That's right. Next Friday, September 3rd. Uh, uh, we wait and have it on that day because... That on that day, all our educational assistants and support staff people are back as well. So everyone is uh, is uh, celebrating together on that day. That's very important because Fort Murray Catholic School is a family, and everybody involved in our division is part of that family. Uh, with COVID this year, our first intention was certainly to bring everybody together at Holy Trinity High School in the gym, but. Uh, we've decided to be cautious about that, and we're going to have our celebration, and we'll do it uh, virtually like we did many of the celebrations last year. We're going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we're going to continue our talk with George McWigan, superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And if you're just tuning into the show right now, joining me over the phone is George McWigan, superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District. And before the break, we were talking about back to school. I'm sorry, kids, but uh, like I said, the summer is fun, but school can also be fun. So uh, 
We know that there is going to be a staggered entry again starting next week. I believe it's uh, next Tuesday, August uh, 31st. And we saw that happen last year due to uh, COVID-19. And it's coming back again. I know that we still live in, uh, I guess, you know, COVID times right now. But um, for those who don't remember, can you just share a little bit more information for maybe for parents and guardians about what the staggered entry is? Uh, certainly, Jaron. I mean, parents looking for the schedule for our staggered entry, uh, just go to our website. Everything is, is on there. And what we do is we're, last year we were able, we set up four days, so we are able to spread it out more. We're only doing three this time, so there'll be a couple of grades at a time uh, coming in, and they'll be the only ones in, in the school, and they'll spend the day. Uh, in the school, there'll there'll be some instructions, some learning, and some welcome back activities to get the students kind of back in the swing of things, and being in the classroom all day, and and so we'll do that. Plus, they'll be reviewing all the procedures and the protocols and things that we will continue to have in place, our hygiene protocols, um, washing your hands, etc., and um, and reviewing all those things. So it's a nice, calm, and relaxed way to welcome our kiddos back, and uh, it worked very well for us last year. Uh, parents really loved it, our staff really loved it, and it alleviates and eliminates the stress of everyone um, entering the building on that first day and then hitting the ground running. Uh, this way we can take our time, uh, ease back in, and then be better prepared for our full day of instruction for everyone on September 7th after the long weekend. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong here, George, but again, the first time that this happened was last year, and that was due to COVID, just making sure that students had that day before the first day to kind of, you know, understand all the protocols and things like that. Is that correct? That's right. Now, we know that we are still living in you know these COVID-19 times and you've mentioned it a couple times and there's still going to be some protocols at school so what are we talking about here I remember when I got a tour ahead of the last school year I know that the hallways were divided just so like uh, you knew which direction you were going that's the kind of side you were on in the hallway there was a lot of posted signage I know masks were uh, a big topic of discussion what kind of protocols are going to be in place this year is it same as last year or is it maybe a little bit reduced uh, it, it's going to be a little bit reduced. Um, we're taking a cautious approach to our reopening. Uh, we're, we're highly recommending uh, for students and, and, and staff in the, in, uh, when they're out in the, in the common areas of the school that everybody be wearing a mask. So we're really, we're really pushing, pushing that. We're not going to make masks mandatory for students in the classroom. Uh, we did survey our our staff and we surveyed our stakeholders or parents and to get their views on the back to school plan that the government put out we had put our own survey out ahead of that and so from that and what the government said we we still want to rely you know on uh, the experts uh, in our, our medical officer of health and Dr. Hinshaw I mean they, they have the research and the data so we want to continue to take our lead from them uh, so the protocols and things we put out, put in place related to masks are really following a line with, uh, with what uh, Dr. Henshaw is saying to us, uh, but still a lot of the other protocols of, the, of continuing to really push the mask wearing out in the common areas, 
Uh, we're going to hold off on any major assemblies, etc., in, in the in the school during the first month of September, until we find out uh, when the government comes back to us in the latter part of September, and we kind of get a sense of what the lay of the land and how the case counts are going. Uh, for us, uh, we're we're watching very closely the case counts here in the community. Uh, one of the key elements of our back to school plan is that we'll continue to monitor that. And one thing we've learned in COVID is that we, we've become very nimble at being able to switch gears when we need to. And if we notice and see that the case counts inside the city itself start to rise substantially, then we'll, revert, we'll, we, uh, we'll review uh, our current back to school plan. And most likely we'll, we will move in the direction of making uh, masks mandatory out in the common areas in the classroom, that probably would be our next step uh, for everybody. But keep it uh, optional in inside the classroom, but still highly recommended inside the classroom. Okay. And is it safe to say that uh, teachers and your staff also have that backup plan if cases do get quite high? To you know, make sure if if we need to, we can go back to virtual learning for a time. Uh, yes, um, I mean, again, like I said a, a moment ago, uh, we're very adept now. Uh, it's one of the things through COVID that our teachers have learned and um, we'll be able to switch back and forth. We're really hoping and praying that that's not going to happen to us this school year. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, given the situation we're in, uh, that would only happen if we end up like in any other flu type situation where uh, we had over 10, 10%, I think, of the population out, and, and then AHS will work with us, and then we might end up in that type of situation. But right now, there's no contact tracing, so um, it's very difficult for us to figure out uh, that, other than seeing inside a classroom if there's a large number of students uh, homesick. Okay. Now, before we take our last break, I want to talk about vaccines really quickly. And... Um, there were some talks about some potential vaccine clinics coming to the high schools uh, next month. Do we are is that confirmed if they are coming yet? Uh, that is definitely confirmed, Jaron, and we fully support uh, AHS. Uh, we've already contacted them, and they're connecting with our two high school principals because that's where it will happen in in our two high schools. Uh, we've sent out uh, to parents now yesterday. Uh, all the information related to that with the forms, consent forms that have to be filled out. It's important to understand that this is truly uh, and, and it's voluntary, so no student will receive the vaccination unless the parent has confirmed by returning the consent form with their signature on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a school division, you know, uh, in a community, as an educator, uh, we will continue to do whatever we can to persuade people to get vaccinated because the science is there. We know it. the science is there. And it's showing us if you're double vaccinated, uh, less likely that you're going to get COVID. And if you do, the percentages of the severity of the illness uh, is quite lessened because you are vaccinated. 
Mm-hmm. And I know one thing that uh, I guess didn't happen last year were other vaccinations. I know that uh, I remember my time in elementary school being vaccinated for other, um, you know, illnesses and diseases. And I know that uh, Alberta Health Services has noted that they want to bring that back this year. There have been opportunities for parents and guardians to have their, uh, you know, their children get vaccinated for other illnesses already during the summer. So do we know if there's going to be like those kind of clinics coming back uh, this year? as well i suspect they will i mean one of the you know kind of the direction we're trying to go i think as a province and as a community is try to get ourselves back into as normal a life as we can realizing that covid is going to be with us but i i think you know we have to learn to be able to live with covid mm-hmm. uh, in and amongst us, and and I think the more we can normalize things, but with a with an cautious approach, uh, I, I think uh, we, we'll see AHS and our regular inoculations that we always do will will be back in place. We're going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we're going to finish our talk with George McWigan, Superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Honey. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio. And if you're just tuning into the show right now, joining me over the phone is George McWigan, Superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District. And before the break, we are talking about uh, just the return to school. There will be a staggered uh, entry starting next Tuesday with more information about that being found on the FMCSD's website. And we also talked a little bit more about COVID protocols. Again, more information on uh, the Catholic School District's website. And uh, George, we have a little bit of time left. And um, I want to talk about uh, some reminders for those who aren't going to school, but will be driving around the school. It seems like something that's self-explanatory, but I feel like it can't be it can't be mentioned enough. One of those, you know, the school zones will be back in effect. So it's one of those things like slow down when you're driving near a school. Yeah, you're quite right, Jaron. I mean, human nature being what it is, as adults, once it's out of sight, out of mind, we 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 have a tendency to forget. And it's important for all our drivers to understand that with August 31st, when we start our staggered entry. Uh, that school zones are back in place on that date. They're not back in place after the long weekend because instruction begins on on August 31st. So that's a, an important reminder for everyone. So we ask you to please slow down in the school zones. And, and just a reminder, all school zones in the community are 30-kilometer zones now, even our high schools. If you remember last year, we, we uh, made that change. So that's every school in this in this community, both us and the public. They're all 30 kilometer zones. So um, they need to keep that. Watch out for our little ones, especially at the intersections and the crosswalks. Uh, and particular note too uh, for parents and students who are attending Father Mercury High School. Right now, it's a construction zone. They're they're working on uh, water and sewer installations on that road. Uh, we have it opened. Uh, on the Southern Forest Road off of Thickwood Boulevard. 
So um, parents in their yellow buses will be able to get into the parking lot and exit and come back out onto the boulevard. Our student parking lot entrance will be open uh, by the time the kids arrive, so that'll be in play. But there will still be not be any access to Sillam Forest Road off Signal Road uh, until they finish that work. So uh, that's going to create a little bit of headache, I believe, uh, obviously. And our transit buses won't be able to enter and drop off in front of the school on Salem Forest Road either. They'll be using the main hub on Thickwood Boulevard, and they'll just the students will just cut down in the back entrance of the school and be able to access it that way. All right. And uh, for someone who used to take uh, the bus and had to uh, cross the road when uh, I got off, again, a reminder, please stop. Uh, I was lucky enough that I never got into anything serious, but there were people who, you know, had to slam on their brakes right at the last second. So a reminder there for anyone near a bus, when you see the stop sign, please stop. Um, That's a a great one, Jared, uh, because that's one that people seem to forget uh, all the time. For sure. Well, before I let you go, uh, I know that uh, we'll have you again uh, back in uh, late September. But before then, um, I know that there are going to be a few uh, school events that happen throughout September. We got, obviously, the Terry Fox run, the greatest athlete of all time. I know that we are in an election period, municipal election that includes school board trustees. So um, is there anything else? Maybe you can get a little bit more information about that or any other events happening in September you want to you know, shine a light on? Um, Those are the highlights, really, that we're looking at in September. As I said earlier, uh, schools are just kind of getting up and running and formalizing some of those things that you did highlight, obviously. I mean, it seems we're in election election season right now with Mm -hmm. the federal election now or municipal election. So certainly those are important to us in the municipal end of things. Uh, I want to take the opportunity really to thank our uh, United Way and our Tools for Schools campaign. Uh, for and mix yourselves for your efforts and helping us putting uh, supplies and things together that we're going to be delivering to our schools next week. Uh, so they have them for students who may not be able to get the necessary supplies they need. So we're very grateful for that every single year of your efforts for that. So uh, that's important important for us. And like I said, we're we're ready to roll. And I always like to say every year, ready or not. Here they come. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, George, is there anything else you'd like to add? Maybe we didn't have a chance to chat about. Uh, no, I, I think that covers it, Darren. I, I'm always appreciative of the opportunity to talk about our school division uh, on the radio with yourself. And um, uh, I want to wish you all the best in the future. I know that uh, your time is short with us. You're leaving off to uh, a new part of your life and, and to a new position. So, uh, I want to thank you for all that you've done uh, for the community and your support with Fort Burry Catholic School Division. And on behalf of all of us, thank you very much. And we will pray for you and all the best for you in the future. Definitely some kind words there from uh, George. Once again, if you're just tuning in, that was George McGuigan, superintendent of the Fort McMurray Catholic School District, talking about back to school. Now that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters, but make sure to tune into Mix 103.7 every weekday at noon to hear the interviews that matter to you and your community. Once again, I'm Jaron Vecchio, and this has been Fort McMurray Matters. 
That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.